0: Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, news, stats, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from basketball to football to soccer and e-sports. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL MMA Boxing and Golf. Head to the website today or use your phone to learn more. Bet online where the game starts, that's betonline Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week, wanted to get into NBA trade deadline news. A lot of big moves happened during the deadline. Uh, you had KD going to the Suns. Kyrie to the, to the Mavericks. A lot of other things happened. I wanted to talk about Steph Curry's injury uh discussed LeBron James breaking Kareem's record and is now this all-time scoring leader and after all sports wanted to talk about chat GPT it's a new new AI technology that a lot of people are using uh Google had a came out with a response and uh, lost a lot of money in their stock price so we'll get into that as well uh thank you for joining me for this week's episode you're listening to the Sandoval Bench podcast I'm your host Daniel Sandoval uh, so for this week, I wanted to get into the NBA trade deadline news, uh, a lot of big moves, Katie to the Suns, Kyrie to the Mavs, uh, Steph's injury, and then wanted to get into LeBron James breaking Kareem's all-time scoring record. And then after all the sports, wanted to discuss ChatGPT, the new AI technology that a lot of people are uh, using right now, came out in December, um, It's I think it's it's amazing technology there. And then we'll also discuss uh, Google's response, how they lost money on it. And uh, yeah, we'll get into that. So, first, I want to get into the biggest trade uh, in the NBA, which was Kevin Durant to the Sun. So, first, this trade all happened because, you know, as we know, the drama with the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving, and um, Kevin Durant, you know, they all ended up getting traded, right? And, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving—they end up playing only 16 games together, which is uh, just a colossal failure on their part, organizational failure. Um, so they got rid of Harden. Then they had the whole thing with Kyrie Irving wanting to, um, you know, not play or not get the the vaccine, so he missed a lot of games. Then they they sign him, he comes back, but it it wasn't the same. But then you know. As I think I talked about a couple episodes ago, is that you know, hey, the Nets are doing pretty well. They're quiet. Uh, Nets are, you know, are Kyrie's not doing anything. KD's healthy, but then KD gets injured. Then there's some issues with Kyrie, and there was a lot of those report that you know he want they wanted a contract extension, but he wasn't rushing it or whatever. So anyway, they they offer him a contract extension, but those incentives tied to them winning the championship. He got upset. Stop negotiating. So then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna sit out until you guys trade me." Which yesterday was a trade deadline. So this was at the beginning of the week. Then they trade him to Dallas, right? But with Dallas, he can he's gonna be a free agent at the after this this season, and he can sign with whoever he wants after that. So I don't I don't necessarily think it'll work for Dallas. Like it's a great trade because Luca needs some help, obviously. Um And the Luka-Iso game, like, I love watching it because it's interesting and and Luka's just fascinating to watch, but overall, I don't think that's going to win them a championship. You know, the Iso never works. We've seen that in the NBA. It's kind of, you know, like Harden-esque when they were in the Rockets. You know, the furthest they went to was the Western Conference Championship where they lost to uh, the Warriors, but for the Mavericks, you know, they were desperate to get Luka some help, and Luka had to sign off on the Kyrie Irving trade, but... Um, you know, if it works, I don't think, I don't think it'd work. It seems like it's a rental. I don't think Kyrie's going to want to stay in Dallas. You know, even with how amazing Luca is, I think his his sights were set on going to the Lakers with LeBron. Joe Tsai, the, the, the owner of the Nets was like, no, I'm not training to the Lakers. I'm training to the Mavericks, which, you know, it seems really petty, but I would have done the same thing. Like, why, why am I going to, uh, reward a player who has been, constantly giving me headaches as the owner of of the NBA team, you know. Um so okay, so the reason I talk about the Kyrie thing is because then after there was a ripple effect everyone's kind of checking on KD cuz he had demanded a trade this summer decides to stay. So then now who which teams are going to pursue him? I thought, you know, cuz I was going to do an episode before the trade deadline. I thought the Warriors need to give up on the young guys and they need to trade for Kevin Durant. I thought they should have traded Wiseman, a few picks, Moody, and um I don't know. I don't know if I wanted to pull I I might have traded Pull into that one because I think they have a pull problem. He's not really like they they have not play point guard when Steph's out, which but he's not he's not a a pure point guard. Like he can't really get people involved. He's more of a combo guard. But the same with 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 curry can be said but just the way he plays offensively the ball doesn't stick the ball moves a lot there's a lot of movement but with jordan Poole, when he tries to play point he just he just makes a lot of bad mistakes you know he just does a lot of bad moves and, and like it, sometimes he has a low basketball iq which is frustrating to um, to watch but if you put you piece together wiseman moody kaminga maybe pool or wiggins and to get back KD, I know KD's thirty three, thirty four now, and he's currently injured. But I feel like the Warriors, currently constructed, having a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, Steph is out. Uh, he had a, a leg contusion, but you know he, he had some tears in his leg or something. So he's gonna be reevaluated after All Star break. So like mid mid February he may come back, but they needed they need him in the lineup bad. Right, because they're like six, seven seed right now, they're kind of like up and down all year. But, um, yeah, if I was Warriors, because they, they kicked the tires on it last year, um, if I was Bob Myers, I would trade for Kevin Durant because we've seen what we've seen with James Wiseman, who got traded already, but we'll discuss that. We've seen what he is, and he just seems like a bust. He seems like he's not ready. Um, Moody and Kaminga have shown, um, You know, some spots, some moments they've had where they look like they could be real real stars, but they the Warriors need people now. You know, they need to um, utilize all of whatever Steph Curry has left, a few years and whatever Clay has left and and while Draymond is still on the team, who knows when he's go when he's gonna leave or what, but he said the writing's on the wall, so he might go to the Lakers. But yeah, so I thought I thought it made sense for the Warriors, but the Warriors didn't make that move. Um, Boston was always rumored, but I thought Boston should have stayed with who they have. Um, so we turn to Phoenix. Phoenix has been—they were—they had a good start, but then I didn't think they were going to be that good this year because the whole DeAndre Ayton situation. They never got out of that. Uh, Chris Paul was aging rapidly, and then you have. Uh, Devin Booker who just missed a month he barely came back and I'm like okay the Suns the Suns didn't make a move they have Jay Crowder who they're not playing who they traded to Milwaukee for five five second round draft picks Um, but the Suns were you know they were they were just relying on their depth right and so they trade for KD because they had a lot of depth so they traded I think what Cam Johnson and uh, Mikael Bridges they just did a massive trade so now they have Devin Booker and KD which you're fine with that, too, right? Because, you, you know, now you need, like, a duo, basically, in the NBA. LeBron, AD, you know, Kawhi, Paul, George, um, Steph, and whoever you want to name, Steph and Clay or whatever when he's healthy. Um, but that's basically what you have to have. You have to have at least two guys down. So you don't need to have the three or the four like we had to have before. But So now you have uh, KD, Devin Booker, and then you have whatever's left of Chris Paul. Like, he has the moments, but sometimes... He's showing his age, right? But he doesn't have to do that much. They can do the pick and roll. He get other guys involved, get 12 assists a game. I think they have to be favored in the West now. Um, their odds just went up there. They're favored in the West, but we, ha- we have to see how it looks when Kevin Durant comes back, right? Because he's still not playing. Um, you know, they're kind of floating behind like the 8 9 spot. In the West. uh, I think this makes the Dallas Mavericks better also. But I don't know how long that lasts. So. With all that being said. The Warriors just traded. They didn't trade for O.G. And Anubi from uh, Toronto. They traded back for. They traded Wiseman to the Pistons. For five second round draft picks. Which apparently was like the, the price for everyone. Five second round draft picks. Then they traded those draft picks. They got Kevin Knox. They were tied to Sadiq Bey. Who ended up going to Atlanta. Uh, Kevin Knox went to did he go to the Thunder? Uh I think he went to the Thunder of Portland. And then Portland got second or five second round draft picks. Gary Payton the second gets traded back to the Warriors where he was last year. So all these trades happened and um with with starting with Wiseman and then if the Warriors got Sadiq Bey, I would have loved that. But um the oh yeah, the Blazers got five second round draft picks and Kevin Knox. And then the Warriors got uh, Gary Payton the second back, which is what they needed. They needed GP2. They needed some some defensive help. But, he, you know, they won the championship with him. But the only issue is offensively. You know, how does this affect them offensively? I think uh, OG would have been nice in that lineup, uh, even Sadiq Bey. Uh, they needed to make a bigger move, I think, you know, in response to KD to the Suns, Kyrie to the Mavs. Um, Although I think the Warriors can still beat the Mavericks with Kyrie Irving. Um, I'm not sure about the Suns. Uh, it just it just depends on the, the health of Steph. And if we get Poole, you know, making good decisions and stuff like that. But um, let's see what else. The Nuggets traded for uh, Thomas Bryant. Uh, the Lakers made some moves, right? The Lakers traded uh, Russell Westbrook to the Jazz. But he's going to get bought out apparently. And then... The Clippers are reportedly interested in Russell Westbrook. Uh, Lakers are receiving uh, Mo Mobamba uh, for the magic. They got a second round pick, uh, Devon Reed. Clippers got Bones Highland uh, from the Nuggets, which is a good trade for them. and the Lakers got rid of uh, Patrick Beverly as well. He's with the magic, might be a buyout option and might be picked up by uh, the Timberwolves and the Nuggets got Thomas Bryant, which I thought was a good trade for him. But the Lakers also in that in that uh, Russell Westbrook trade. They got back D'Angelo Russell. They got Malik Beasley, which side note used to date Larsa Pimpin, who is the the mother of Scotty Pimpin Jr., who is also on the Lakers. So now, they are teammates and that locker room just got a whole lot interesting. Uh, And then they also got Jared Vanderbilt. And the Timberwolves got Mike Conley, uh, Nikhil Walker-Alexander, or Alexander Walker, and then a bunch of picks were swapped. And then the Jazz got uh, JTA, Damian Jones, and then they got the 2027 first round pick and Russell Westbrook. Uh, but you know, apparently there was some there was some stuff with Westbrook. You know, getting into it with Darvin Ham. But you know, I, I'm here to defend Westbrook. The whole time they were blaming Westbrook for everything, not making the playoffs, and the way he played and stuff. You know, obviously he was he was a superstar. Hasn't been the same. They asked him to come off the bench. He comes off the bench. He's being professional about it the whole time, I feel like. And his name is constantly getting drugged through the mud. Constantly in open uh, trade rumors. You know, LeBron said he didn't want him there. All this stuff happening. And he still showed up and played and gave 100% effort. You know, he he gives all of his effort playing the game. You know, the the day that uh, LeBron broke the record, he had 27 points. You know, like, he gives all his effort. And, you know, sometimes the shot's not there, but that guy wants to win. And I just don't like how people have been, you know, just dragging him through the mud this whole time. Like, he's the only one to blame. I think Anthony Davis is more to blame than Russell Westbrook for for the Lakers not being as good as it should be. And so the Clippers also got a lot better in addition to those other trades I talked about. They received Eric Gordon, so Eric Gordon finally got freed from the Houston Rockets. I feel like I've been talking about Eric Gordon, you know, just dying on the Rockets for a while because he's been there way longer than anybody else. Like they had PJ Tucker, James Harden, you know, uh, Clint Capella. They had a bunch of people, and Eric Gordon was not getting traded for some reason. They kept him there. Um, The Rockets got Danny Green. They traded back for for John Wall. Uh, John Wall was just talking about how he hated his time in Houston and all this, and now he's back with the Rockets. Might be a buyout candidate, uh, but it just didn't work for him in for the Clippers. You know, he was inconsistent, um, getting injured here and there. But um, like, it was nice to see him playing again. But um, he might be a buyout candidate for somewhere else. But um, the buyout market is going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of people there. You know, probably John Wall, Russell Westbrook is going to be there. Uh, Sergey Bak is going to be there. Uh, Patrick Beverly, who is probably going to Minnesota, will be there. He could help a team defensively. Um, and then let's see, the Blazers also received uh, Cam Reddish and Matisse Thybul. I love these trades for the Blazers. They got uh, Thybul from the Sixers, who Thybul's great defensively. He can also um, he's also a great scoring option. But then also Cam Reddish. You know, Cam Reddish, his career is kind of like we don't know what we have from in Cam Reddish, you know he was in Atlanta, um, you know he showed, he had some moments there, and then he gets traded to the Knicks and everyone's excited, but then he's out of the rotation. So like, why is he out of the rotation? Is he not aggressive on defense? I haven't seen enough Cam Reddish games to be able to evaluate that, but it seems like a, a good trade because there's a, it's a young player with some upside, and you don't have to rely on him heavily because you have Matisse Thibel right there. Um, so the Blazers trying to compete still for a play-in or, or a higher seed there. Um, and then I mentioned uh, Mikael Bridges going to the Nets for Cam with Cam Johnson and a bunch of picks. 2023 first-round pick, 2025 first-round pick, 2027 first-round pick, 2028 first-pick swap, uh, 2028 second-round pick, 2029 first-round pick, 2029 second-round pick. They got a lot of picks. And the Suns also got TJ Warren and Kevin Durant in that. You can include... Um, TJ Warren in that and then the I know I'm all over the place but then the Mavericks also got one of the Morris twins which I thought would have been would be really helpful for the Mavericks defensively because that's where they really struggle is on the defensive side of the ball and and Spencer Dinwiddie goes back to the to the Nets now the Nets pretty much just have like Cam Johnson McKill Bridges uh, Ben Simmons Spencer Dinwiddie, they have a bunch of really good role players, right? So if you get it, it's crazy. If you have Kevin Durant on that team, that team can win the finals, you know? But uh, there has to be something going on in Brooklyn. Maybe something with Joe Sy or something. Like, there's a reason why these guys didn't want to play anymore. And then they're trying to demand trades and all that stuff when, um, you know, when when Steve Nash got fired or they wanted him fired and all this, like, just think of, like the colossal failure that was. There's three players who asked for they asked for trades, you know, in like 13 months. And they're all traded. Now you have Harden on the on the on the Sixers. You have Durant on the Suns, and then you have Kyrie in Dallas. You know, it's just it's just crazy cuz those 16 games they played together, like they were amazing. They were really good and um just how nothing ever materialized. Like I still go back to if Kevin Durant wears his normal shoe size and his foot is on that three-point line against Milwaukee, they win that game. They win that series and they go to the conference finals and they win. And then they go to the finals. And I think they win the finals that year. Just the way that they were playing, Kevin Durant was playing. He was on. T- he was like playing the best basketball I've seen him play. At the time, was he, 32? You know, a couple of years ago. And I just, I just thought that that was the best time because then they had the COVID restrictions and stuff the year after that, and then Kyrie was already playing half games, and then James Harden at that point was already out. But if they win that championship, maybe they re-sign James Harden. All these people are bought in because they just won. But now since you haven't reached that that successful mark yet, you, you're still like, oh, you're questioning yourself. You're questioning the team and all that stuff. And then, you know, you only have so much time, so then they, all, they just pulled the plug on it. But I just thought it was just... A fascinating thing to watch. Just, just what it was like a, a tire fire. You just like you just can't stop watching it. And they were like probably the most disliked team. Just personality wise and everything that they did and all this stuff together. Like they're the my most like my least favorite team. And I, I went to go see them when they came to um uh to Chase Center. I was like, Oh, I I need to see a team that I strongly dislike. So I'm gonna see the Nets. And we saw the Nets, and that's like the last, the last game here, where they're they're gonna be of that iteration of that Nets team where they're all together. Um, yeah, so just just fascinating uh, to watch. Um, I wanted to also talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they're now the Nets are probably not the most hated team in the NBA. Now I think it might be the Memphis Grizzlies, and I'm gonna tell you why. Memphis, okay, we know you know they have this bravado, this false bravado, because they think. Uh, they act like they've earned it, like they've won something. Like, you haven't won anything. You haven't earned, like, even the Suns, who are an infinitely better team or were a better team when they went to the finals than the Grizzlies, they get they get more respect than the Grizzlies, but, I mean, they're both, you know, none of them get the respect that they think they should get because they haven't won. You know, the Suns get that because they had a two two-game lead on the Milwaukee Bucks that year when the Milwaukee Bucks won, and they had a, an insane run to the finals So they get some respect Where they can still do it if they get the right pieces And all that but we haven't seen that from Memphis Memphis hasn't made it past the second round So why are we always talking about Memphis John Morant's amazing we get that But the, he had the the thing with Dylan Brooks And then um, Dylan Brooks And, and um, what's his name Donovan Mitchell got in a fight Like Dylan Brooks hit him in the balls And then uh, Donovan Mitchell went back at him Dylan Brooks gets suspended then there's an uh, there's an altercation with the with the Pacers right, and John Morant's like his, his his boys out there or like the his his group that he hangs out with. Um, I don't know I don't know who they are, or whatever. But they started threatening people during the game. They were making threats to Pacers players or something. They got walked off the court. Then after the game, they're like pointing. They they pointed a gun at somebody. And with a laser or something and the NBA had to investigate it's like John Moran what are you doing dude like who are you hanging out with where you have all these people around you why do you think you're a gangster or a thug or something you're not you're a 200 million dollar man you just signed a fat contract like you're a millionaire in the NBA like come on you don't need they don't need all this extra stuff but they act like they're so hard and street when they're not and they act like they've made it before. I hate Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is a, the the dirtiest player in the NBA. He keeps hitting people. People could talk about Draymond Green all they want. But Dylan Brooks, what he's doing is dangerous stuff. He hit uh, Gary Payton II in the back of the head during that playoffs when he was driving to the layup. And he, he broke his arm. And he was injured. He was out for the rest of the playoffs until he came back for the finals. Dylan Brooks takes cheap shots. He he I mean, he, he hit Donovan Mitchell in the, in the nuts. And... It seems like every game, people are trying to, uh, the Grizzlies are trying to fight somebody. It's like, dude, come on. Like, you guys are in the NBA. You're not really going to fight anybody. And then they had the whole thing with Shannon Sharp. It's just like, it's something every day with the Grizzlies. And then they'll say like, oh, everyone hates us or whatever. It's like, yeah, you guys kind of deserve it because of the way you talk and the way you, you, you think, you have like this false confidence. Like, like sure, athletes should have confidence, but... You guys aren't you guys aren't winning the championship. Like John Morant had that interview with uh Taylor Brooks and uh Taylor Brooks and he says, Oh, I'm fine in the West And she's like, Oh, you're fine in the West? She's like, yeah, we got the West. Like, dude, you haven't even been to the conference finals. What are you talking about? You're fine in the West. Or, even before all these trades, I had them like the Nuggets were gonna beat them, I think. The Warriors could beat them for sure. I would say I mean, I don't even know. I kinda gave up on the Clippers, but now I think I'm back with the Clippers. I don't know. We have a complicated uh, marriage, mean the Clippers. I think the Clippers could beat them. Um, even the Suns, the, definitely the Pelicans, once they get Zion back. But who knows when that might be. Zion's always injured. But, yeah, like Memphis was maybe my fourth or fifth team that I would pick to come out of the West. So since he said that he's fine in the West, they had like a seven-game losing streak or something, and then all these trades happened. So now they're not fine in the West. Now I would say... Denver is still definitely better than them. Phoenix, for sure, better than them. A healthy New Orleans team, infinitely better than them. The Warriors are better than them. Like, there's there's a, a, a handful of teams that I'm picking. Oh, maybe even the ram- revamped Lakers I would pick because the teams that the Grizzlies start losing to, they lost to Portland, they lost to the Warriors, they lost to the Lakers, then they lost to the Jazz. Like, they were losing to teams that they shouldn't be losing to. So if you're the team that you got a target on your back, but you haven't won anything. So I don't know what, what target this is. Like what what where does this confidence co- come from? Is it from the head coach? Does the head coach just tell him like, hey man, we just gotta go out there and we gotta we gotta start fighting people. Like, what? I just I can't stay at the Grizzlies. I'm not picking them to win anything. I can't stay at the Grizzlies. Like, I like John Morant, but he's been acting like he's been acting different since he got his new uh contract. Like, it's just kinda weird. I'm like, Okay, dude. And then you know, obviously he's improved from like each year he's improved. But now, like you know, people just start acting different. Like it's like a, it's like this this false bravado. Like they think they have. It's like, dude, come on, you're not hood, you're not street. Like just just play some basketball. You make all this money. Like you don't need to. You don't need to have a crew that's pointing guns at people. It's not 1996 anymore. NBA players don't do that. NBA players have evolved. You guys are all worried about your diets and you know you're investing and doing all this stuff now. Like, you guys are smart people. Like, let's let's stop with the dumb shit. I was really disappointed that the Chicago Bulls didn't trade anybody. They stand they stood pat 26 and 29, even though Zach Levine obviously wanted to be out. Probably could have traded DeRozan or Alex Caruso. Um, I was really disappointed in the Raptors, because the Raptors, it's not gonna happen this year, I don't think. Twenty-six and thirty. They could have traded Siakam, you know, Scotty Barnes or OG. They could have tried to blow it up, get some draft picks, uh, build cap, draft capital for the draft. Um, and then also the Heat. The Heat not getting rid of Kyrie Lowry. Uh, Kyle Lowry is not what he used to be. He's 36, 37 now, always injured. Um, he was never like the guy that was in the best shape, you know. So those people usually age poorly when it comes to the NBA. Um, I was disappointed they didn't make a trade. Um, you know, because now in the off season, those those people those teams might make some trades in the off season because they need to offload those contracts. Like Zach Levine, what they were talking to the Knicks about trading Zach Levine, uh, but that that didn't materialize. But I would have liked to see him. I don't know if New York was the right place because he reunite with uh, with Thibs, and he got you know he tore his ACL with Thibodeau in uh, in Minnesota. So that's pretty much most of or all of the NBA trade deadline news and where the NBA stands today. I wanted to get into uh, ChatGPT, if you haven't heard of it. It's this new AI software that came out in December. I started seeing a bunch of articles about it. It was all over LinkedIn. Uh, So I decided to try it out. Uh, It's free right now. It's free, um, and you... You just register, create an account and stuff, so then you log in. But you can basically ask this technology, this AI, to do anything. People have been having it write... um, Oh, I had it write me a cover letter. I was like, hey, write me a cover letter for this job description. And then I copied and pasted the job description. And it gave me this amazing cover letter. And then I just kind of changed some stuff around make it um, look more like what I would say. Um, So it's dangerous, obviously, because... You have students probably using it to cheat and stuff, but it can help you write papers, but it's not plagiarism because it takes it takes information from all these different sources and then kind of creates it as its own. But then it could also cite sources and, and create sources for you if you ask it to. Um, and so Microsoft is putting all their money into this, right? Because it's an arms race with Microsoft and Google and Microsoft is putting all their money into this. And this is like the fastest growing website since December. And for some reason, Google has just been, they were like asleep at the wheel or something because they had nothing close to this at all. Right. Like they had their normal search, you know, they have 97% of searches are on Google. 3% are on uh, Bing, which is owned by Microsoft. But, Google, you know, when they first came out, like, it was the hottest thing, right? Oh, just Google it. Just Google it. Like, and then they built this massive company, right? And they didn't have to, they didn't really change anything. Like, if anything, the search engine changed for the worse. You get all these links. You get all these ads. You don't know what's an ad or what's real or what, right? The way that they the the SEO and the SEM is set up is just, I don't like it, right? And so there's there's always been problems with Google, um, the search engine but they haven't really improved upon it right so then chat gpt comes out everyone's using it and now bing is going to put it on their like they're going to put it on the regular like bing search engine right so you go to bing and it's going to be chat gpt so then google came out with their competitor called uh barden right and it's supposed to be the same same thing right same concept and they said that their search engine is going to change within the coming weeks so they they released like a simulation like a video of someone doing like using the AI technology in Barden and their stock price plummeted like a hundred billion dollars B billion since that that simulation came out um because you know they' you don't want to be the second to to market with something and they rushed they did everything they could because they saw a chat GPT come out so they rushed and put their their best team on it and then they just try to find something they can release so that they're not, they're not behind in the arms race. So two months later, they come out with, with Bard and it hasn't been fully released for, for users yet, but, uh, Chat CPT already has the leg up on them and it's just amazing. So far it has been taking like bar exams and like medical exams and stuff. And it, it doesn't get an a, it doesn't get a perfect score. You know, it's, it's, it's not perfect, but it, uh, it'll, you'll get like a B, you know, sometimes you'll get like a C plus or something, but, um, it is interesting to see where AI is going, um, especially, you know, with search, ed- this isn't just search edges. It's going to definitely change search engines and all that stuff. But like how, how we get information is going to change. Right. And for, you know, I was talking to at work, I actually, I was talking to a professor um, from Berkeley and he was saying like, you know, there's some professors like I've had professors say like, Oh, don't use chat or whatever. But he was saying that, Oh, we should use it because Use it as another resource for citing and all this stuff. So he has his students write a paper, write an outline for a paper, then submit it into ChatGPT and see what they come up with. And then you have to turn in both of them, ChatGPT version and then a regular version. And then however you can improve your essay from ChatGPT, then you use that to improve it and you kind you use it to cite basically. And he's like, yeah, we should use it as a resource, and since it's not plagiarism and all that stuff, but we know people are using it, but this is a way that we can kind of, like, watch them, basically, right? So you can see how ChatGPT makes it and then how the student makes the essay. And that's one way they've been trying to curve, you know, people writing stuff, passing it off as their own. Um, I have some, like, math classes and stuff, so I'll put, like, a math equation in there and so far it hasn't been getting them right like the math it has like the formulas haven't been working out but you can ask it anything um i think you have to you probably have to like reword if you are copy and pasting a question you have to reword it make sure that it makes sense to the ai to so that they can get, best get it but i use it like i use it as like a um like a, a questionnaire kind of thing like i'll put in like hey how do you find the equation what's the equation for for future value of, uh, of a loan or something. Cause I'm in financial management. So then it'll, it'll just give me the equation and I can just plug in my numbers for the, for the, uh, for the equation, like on a calculator, or, like by hand, whatever. And then I can figure it out then, but it gives me a quick, a quick answer when I'm asking for a specific equation instead of having to like look through my book and stuff. So it helps me study easier and study better Then I'll, I'll kind of compare it like to what I get. I've been, yeah, I've been like doing some math Equations by my calculator and stuff And then like the equation stuff And then I'll put it in chat See what they come up with But most of the time, so far it's been wrong Like like 60% of the time With math But with writing and stuff You could just say, hey, you know Rewrite my resume for me Or, you know, give me a discussion post Like answer 5 to 7 questions Regarding this topic um, So it's like, it's kind of scary But it's like really amazing uh, Technology, I love it um, I've been, I've been using it and I, and all these other people that I know that are in school, I've been like, Hey, you guys should check this out. And like, so people have been using it. Students are definitely using it. If there's a take home quiz, like they'll just put it in chat GPT. But again, it's not, it's not hundred percent. It's not perfect. Cause I tried to, I compared it. I took, I had different quizzes and you know, I get like different, um, I get like multiple attempts. Right. And the questions are different each time. First one, I took it myself. I got a 90 second one. I'm like, Oh, let me let me put all these in chat GPT and I won't even read the question and see what it gives me. And it gave, I got a B on it, which isn't bad, but I mean, I got a 90 myself. So just kind of have to find that balance, I guess. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think ChatGPT will probably come out with ways that, you know, students can like not cheat on exams and stuff, but it's, uh, it's really cool. You can, you can create like meal plans and stuff like, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to work on this body, on uh, this, part of my body i'm trying to slim down whatever bulk up and then can you please create like a meal plan based on that and it'll make a meal plan for that it'll make a a workout plan like hey i want to work out my abs can you please give me um ab workout that i can do for a week or i want to bulk up give me what what muscle groups should i target it does all that for you it's amazing it's amazing to you so so check it out if you haven't used it it's called ChatGPT. Uh, but thanks for joining me for this week's episode that's all I have for this week Um, we'll be back maybe by the end towards the end of next week because I'm busy Sunday and Monday won't have time to record Uh, but yeah thanks